If you had to come up with a plan B to retool as a leader in today's economy, these are the exact steps you can take to thrive. Welcome to the Visionary Leaders Circle podcast. I am your host, Dr. Jeannie Barrow. I am here with Shelly Tupper. She's my special guest today. She's also a fellow certified professional coach, and I'm going to let Shelly introduce herself. Today, we're going to talk about very interesting topics that have a lot to do with our mental health and positive psychology. So Shelly, tell us who you are and what you do. Thank you, Jenny. I'm delighted to be here. So thank you very much, first off. I am uh, an executive in the creative corporate communications world and have been for many years. I am also, like Jenny said, a certified professional coach. And after I uh, got certified as a coach, I looked into this whole philosophy around the science of happiness, which is positive psychology. Um, it and what brought you to do that, uh, Shelley? Well, you know, it was really funny. I actually, I was getting dressed one morning, getting ready to go to the office, and I saw something around happiness on the news. And I just caught a few, you know, key words that really got me intrigued. And so I started to look into it, and I found that you could actually uh, study positive psychology, that you don't have to get a degree in positive psychology that I learned about a program that certified me as a practitioner in positive psychology. So I can integrate positive psychology in my coaching. I also uh, am trained to do resiliency workshops, which is sort of a buzzword. I have a feeling we're going to be talking about a little bit more today. Absolutely. So Shelly, in your work, what is the core of what you do in terms of your business? What is it that you do on a, da- on a daily basis? On a daily basis, I am an executive, as I said, in the creative communications industry. We essentially produce events, large-scale events, sometimes small events, though, as well, for major corporations. It could be a new product launch. It could be an annual sales meeting. And I've been doing this for quite some time. So we get involved in the creative aspect of how to communicate those companies' key messages. So we'll get into how people can reach you because if people need what you do, then they'll have the information to reach out to you uh, when we finish. So let's get right into our interview around positive psychology. And I know you were interested in the topic of happiness. How did you see the integration of positive psychology and coaching providing a benefit to the people that you work with? That's a great question. What I found is, you know, obviously there is traditional psychology and there is a big difference between the two. So I want to be clear to your listeners that I am not trained in traditional psychology, nor am I a psychologist, nor am I a positive psychologist. However, what intrigued me and what I integrate in my work is the fact that traditional psychology focuses on a specific problem and fixing a specific problem. And it's excellent for people that need that type of support and help. Positive psychology focuses on what's great about us. Mm. And all through my career, whether it be a client or a coworker, I've been very keen on helping promote people in their jobs. I have really looked at people's strengths and thought, what can I do to help them 
be better leaders or promote themselves more within their company, uh, expand on their career and really focus on their strengths. And that's what I loved about positive psychology. It focuses on your strengths and what makes you unique. And we know from the Strength Finder and all the research that has been done that focusing on developing your strengths gives you a higher return on investment than focusing on trying to fix your weaknesses or those areas to improve. So let's let's go into the the what are the problems that you have seen get addressed when people learn more and when you apply your the positive psychology concepts that you teach. I'm so glad you asked that because that is really key for all of us. And I've seen a lot of people in corporate America who, you know, for whatever reason, you know, we were, first of all, because we're human and positive psychology gives us permission to be human. But at any rate, uh, I've seen so many people struggle in the environment where there's competition between other executives, uh, between the opportunity to be heard and to share and voice your ideas or concepts in an environment where you may not feel uh, that you are, your ideas are, are welcome or that you're not, don't have as powerful a voice as the next person. And so through positive psychology and really focusing what you talked about a moment ago in terms of your strengths, what makes you unique, what's great about you, what's good about you, you as your best self, uh, can really help you in that environment. And that's what I've found is that through my coaching, I am helping people focus on their best selves. You know, we all have weaknesses and we all, <laughs> me, I can admit to many of them right away what, where a lot of my weaknesses lie. But what I do is I focus on where my strengths are. And that's where I get noticed and heard in a meeting is coming forward in a positive way. Have you noticed any difference, Shelley, between what you described when it comes to gender? Have you noticed that women may struggle more with? Yes, and I hate. I, yes, and I hate to say that because I, it's tough to to look, uh, you know, to be in a meeting and to observe people where someone you've spoken to, perhaps one on one or in a small group really is animated, has great ideas. And then all of a sudden they're in an environment with other executives of the opposite gender and often don't want to jump in, are afraid to, intimidated to, feel threatened in some way, feel that it's a lost cause, I'll never be heard, that kind of thing. So the more we focus on our strengths and, you know, that's what all of this personal development work is all about in the first place. Is and, you, and you've been doing this work for a while because oh, I, yeah. I met you years oh. ago and we were both doing the work, right? It's yes, exactly. Well, work. actually, you know, Ginny, that's funny that you brought that up because I tell that story often that when I first got into this business or actually when I first got my first real job, I had been in the entertainment business and, and, you know, had a lot of fun working in nightlife and it was very exciting, but I got my first real job and I was very intimidated by the clients that I was going in to see and to pitch business to. And I thought, what am I going to do? I, you know, they're smarter than me. They're, they have more experience than me. And so I did my first course, which was the Dale Carnegie course in effective speaking and human relations 
And that kickstarted the whole thing. And that was, I hate to admit, decades ago. <laughs> of course, yeah. We've been doing this for a while. Yeah. And because we've been doing the work, as Brene Brown calls it, we have been able to transcend some of these quote unquote weaknesses. And some of them we've turned into our strengths, but most importantly, we've been able to identify our strengths and amplify them to support our personal brand, to promote our what we do for a living, which then promotes how people pay us, right? To support ourselves and our families. And we also get to have the biggest impact in the workplace. So what are some of two or three of the main concepts of positive psychology, Shelley, that you want to impart on the audience who's listening or watching? There's some very simple things that we can all do. You know, I know that in the work, because I've worked with you, not only from the original coursework that we did together, but I've also hired you as a coach. So I, I do feel very strongly that having a mentor or a coach can be a great way to help you focus on what you want to get out of your career, your life, your business, your business, exactly, so that you can focus on what is it that you're bringing to the world? And often through that coaching or through working with a mentor, you can better discover sometimes because we're so busy, you know, just that we can focus on what's really, uh, what are some of the strengths that you said that we can bring forward. So I think that's really important is to get support. And in positive psychology, it's not, you know, some people think it's about thinking positive. That is not positive psychology. Positive psychology focuses, like I said before, on your strengths and, and gives you an opportunity to bring those forward. So there are simple things that we can do. And some of those really include the better understanding of what's important to us. And often we don't know what our true values are and what our strengths are. So I might say that I actually am, have an outgoing personality and I'm good in a meeting. But there is a lot more to what it is in that meeting that I'm trying to communicate or contribute that I wouldn't have known had I not gone into positive psychology and learned what my actual strengths are and what I'm trying to bring forward. I'm hearing an intention of identifying your value and your strengths and then walking into any meeting you walk into with that in your pocket, that knowledge, that understanding of yourself and then simply using it when you are in that meeting to contribute to solve the problem that's on the table. Exactly. And another thing is, I just thought of it as you were describing that, is that something that I've struggled with myself personally in business is that some people call it that little voice that's on your shoulder, that's whispering in your ear, you're not good enough. The negative self-talk. Oh my gosh, you're not good enough. You're, you're, you don't know what you're talking about. Everybody's smarter than you. I have, I have been kicking that voice <laughs> forever. <laughs> forever and ever. And what I found is something that I actually also learned in coaching. And that is that those voices are often there to protect us and to look after us because it's coming from deep within us, any of the experiences that we've had where maybe we failed before. And what I learned and tried to work with clients on in terms of coaching is just to say, thank you very much for that advice. I heard you, 
but I've got this. And it was something that I came up with years ago, Jenny, when I was going into an interview and I really wanted, and this is really years ago, when I went in for, for the interview and as I was turning the knob, the little voice of confidence came in, thank goodness, and said, you've got this. And I came up with the phrase, you've got the chocolate. Ooh, I love that because it yes. is also so representative of the heart of positive psychology. Yes, and that chocolate is, which while, of course, I love chocolate, yeah. but it is also, you've got this, you, you should get this job, you do have what they need, what they're looking for, and we need to focus on those strengths and on what we our country, what our contribution is to the world, and just have confidence in that, but to say, thank you, little voice. I've got this. I've, I've got, got this. <laughs> I love that tool. Thank you so much for sharing that with the audience. And I'm similar to what you're sharing, Shelly, because I, I believe that this would add value to, to our listeners too. In addition to saying, thank you, I've got this, which gives you so much more, empowers you to move forward, to do whatever you were going to do. One of the tools that I've used recently is also giving that voice the mic, not when I'm in a, in a meeting or in front of someone, when I'm by myself. So as I prepare to do something, mm -hmm. if I get that little voice that says, you're not good enough, you're, you're not smart enough, you don't, you don't got this, right? Like the voice is saying, you don't have this, is to say, here's the mic, what else? And journal and write down all these limiting beliefs mm -hmm. that come out for you. Because right. what we do once they are exposed is we can then say to ourselves, wow, which of these are truth? Right. Maybe you're not prepared for the meeting. Maybe you need to right. spend more time, you know, sifting through that PowerPoint and be more concise. Perhaps exactly. that's one of the, that's the truth. And yes. then we also catch ourselves in the BS, quite frankly. <laughs> stuff that is completely fictitious. And then we just cross it off and go, okay, well, thank you very much for that information. I appreciate you. And now I got this, I got the chocolate. Yes, yes. <laughs> Beautiful. You made me think of uh, something else just a moment ago, as you were talking about limiting beliefs. I think one of our other challenges that I've found, and I've noticed this for years and years in business is the fear of, people saying that's not a great idea or no or discounting you in some way and you know deep down that it really is a good idea or that you really do have something to contribute and so what i do with a lot of my clients is coach them on what is the worst thing that can happen i love that and the worst thing that can happen if you if you go in a sliding scale and there's an exercise that i do with people on this but even on a sliding scale so then what will happen and if you do that what will happen after that i'm really scaling it way down for the purposes of, of this conversation but when you think about it what is so terrible that's going to happen in a meeting First of all, people are mindful, much more so than they used to be decades ago in business, that they have to sort of mind their P's and Q's in a meeting. They're not going to tell you you're stupid, and they're not going to tell you that your idea is lousy. That's not appropriate. They're not going to tell you that you're stupid or that's a lousy idea. That's not appropriate in a business meeting. So really, that's 
of all the worst things that could happen, that's not going to be the worst thing that that can happen. So you're best by just giving it a shot. And just in some cases, when I'm a little insecure about an idea, I've coached other people on the fact that I can always say, this may be a crazy idea, or you may think this idea is not great, but I just can't help but share it with you because my gut tells me that I need to share this idea with you. And oftentimes you'd be surprised what can happen. Worst case scenario is a great tool to, to tap into. So you're basically priming them by saying, hey, this could sound like a crazy idea, but hear me out. <laughs> yes, exactly, exactly. Beautiful. It's very simple. And oftentimes when people hear tips that uh, I share or that perhaps you share, it's often like, oh yeah, I've tried that before and actually it works. And that's why working with a coach I think is so great because we forget. We forget some of the tools that we have learned over the years in business from mentors or other uh, uh, associates of ours. And so it's good to work on ourselves and work with someone that can help us guide us to our next level in our career. I agree wholeheartedly. I mean, that's what, that's what we're about. I have my coaches. I have multiple coaches at a time. And as we're discussing that we forget to implement some of the things we learn and read and listen to, Shelly, one of the secrets I found with my clients, and we work on this, I work on this with all my clients, is to create consistency and to create systems and processes that work for us so that things aren't happening haphazardly, but they're happening intentionally. And I can tell you since I started my business almost five years ago that that approach has saved me in so many ways financially. It has saved me from spending money on things that I, I, I got the chocolate. I don't need to spend the money, but it has also helped me focus where I invest in myself so that I am gaining more capabilities to systematize, to create processes that will help my business scale and grow and that I prioritize those activities over others that are not going to help me create the structure that will support me. When it comes to our listeners, the leaders that are listening and watching, and when it comes to positive psychology and resilience, what would you say are some of the, the strategies and daily practices that, that you would recommend to our audience so that they can stay consistent and see more consistent results because of it? Well, first of all, hearing you talk about your work process and having worked with you, um, that accountability is, is something that it's not directly associated with your question, but I think that that's really important for me, mm -hmm. has been hiring a coach like yourself and having some accountability or being part of a, a group of like-minded individuals who have similar goals, like a mastermind, similar to what you do. Yes. very often. Um, so that has been something for me personally that has kept, kept me on track. Mm. And uh, I, I'd be lost because I, I happen to be one of those brains and minds that creatives, 
that's just all over the place. And if you saw what's below me on my desk, you would, it, you know, it, and my desktop, my husband looks at my desktop and he says, I can't even look at your desktop. <laughs> but having a, a process and all of that is, is really key. So that's just a side note for me personally that I, I totally agree with what you just said. Some of the practices in positive psychology are quite simple. One of them is on gratitude, knowing what it is that you really want out of your career, out of your life, and being able to focus on the little steps that you've taken and made progress with that really you'll see quite a bit of difference on the things that you're sharing with yourself about your gratitude. And I agree because to me, gratitude is a daily practice being grateful when I wake up and I even teach this in my books and my first book, Fearless Women at Work, my second book, Healing Leadership. I talk about it in my videos every week. Gratitude to me is this short circuit to shifting out of I'm not X enough or feeling crunchiness about something that happened with a colleague to elevating your state like that, like that quickly when you focus on gratitude. What am I grateful for? And you can go right into yourself or you can go into things that are, that are external. What are you grateful for externally? I love exactly. the gratitude tool. Yes, exactly. And I think that what also is really key in positive psychology is really understanding what your purpose is. And I know that that is work that you do in your coaching as well. Why am I here? What's my what's my purpose in life can be staggering for people to think, I, I don't know, I don't, don't ask me that question. But if you focus on some of the things back to your values and strengths, but what is it most important to you? What is the gift? Because we all have gifts. We may not necessarily, not all of us may feel that we have gifts, but we do. We have wonderful gifts. It's either because you're kind that you're a kind person and being in the environment of someone who's kind in a business meeting makes all the difference in the world to the other people who may be harried or having a bad day to walk into a meeting and to be with someone who shares their kindness. That's a beautiful gift. And that could be very directed around your purpose in life is to be kind. And what is your contribution to share that kindness? And I think in the world that we're in right now, that is a huge thing is to focus on your purpose. And what is it that you, what are some of your gifts that you bring forward? I appreciate that you brought that in, Shelly, because we tend to focus so much on what is it that I bring externally? What is it that I do for the company that do I raise revenues? Do I bring in assets? Do I do customer service? Like we are so focused externally, primarily on our marketing or our marketable skills, which are the ones that we get hired and paid to do. However, who you are as the individual and how you show up and present yourself and interact with other people can really represent your gifts, whether it's generosity, listening, like you said, kindness, empathy, all of those are the qualities of a leader that we defined in my latest book, Healing Leadership, as being the essential leadership skills that leaders need today. Building trust. Absolutely, especially today. I know that we 
and spoken so much about the environment that we're all in right now. And one of the things that is key in positive psychology is building our own personal resilience. And so I do a lot of resiliency training and coaching and, and workshops around becoming and being more resilient. And because we are still in this pandemic, um, that those aspects of our contributions and gifts are really important. And the other factor is how can we bounce back better? So you're talking about in a leadership position, the, the gifts that you can really bring that really add value. And yes, revenue, same thing with my company. They, everyone, every company talk, wants every, to every talk, we have to be revenues. Yeah, we have to be successful so that we can continue to work and then feed ourselves and our families. All of that is very, very key. But in this environment in particular to deal in this pandemic and when people are going back to the office in person, things have changed. Things have definitely shifted. Any executive or business owner that doesn't recognize that and how they need to adapt to this new world that we live in and what we've gone through is missing in a big way. And the same in the business environment, just being in a, in a meeting. How can we help those individuals become and be more resilient and uh, so that they can work under these conditions and still bring their best selves forward? And I just want to thank you so much for that, Shelley. I want to remind everyone who's listening that these, we are bringing up these topics because we know that when leaders are not doing the kinds of things that we're describing in our conversation, it's not because they're bad people. It's not mm. because they're mean or because they want to hurt you. Most of us, if we're not doing these things, is because we didn't know. We just did not have the skill. We haven't developed it, which is why it's so important for us to expose these subjects and to discuss them in a safe environment where there's no judgment. So I want to thank everyone for listening and watching us. I want to thank you, Shelly. And what last words would you like to leave our audience with, Shelly? To know that you have something beautiful to give in the world. Each of us do. And whatever support, training, coaching, guidance that you need, go out and get it, whether it's through Ginny and her books, uh, through the offerings that she has or uh, courses and workshops that I offer, coaching that I offer, get that support. You cannot believe how much better you can be in business and as your best self with that type of support here and there in our lives. And there's never been... a more important time than now to focus on ourselves and living our best lives as our best selves. It's so, so key. This is, you know, that old adage, that statement, this is not a dress rehearsal. This is definitely not a dress rehearsal. And I wish only the best for people and really want people to know who their best selves are and to be as best as they possibly can in this world, their best selves. Here, here. Thank you, Shelly. And if people wanted to connect with you, can they find you on LinkedIn or where else can, yes. you, can they find you? Yes, they can find me on LinkedIn uh, through Shelly Tupper. And you could also see that I'm connected with the company that I work with, Pine Rock, this corporate communications company that we spoke about earlier. And you can also go to my website, which is simply ShellyTupper.com and read more about some of the workshops and the work that I offer on resiliency and positive psychology. Wonderful. Thank you, Shelley. 
Oh, thank you so much, Jenny. If you want to learn the number one success secret to helping your leaders retool in only six months, go to flmprogram.com to learn about our fearless leadership mastermind. Don't miss out. Your leaders will gain the capabilities they need to solve the challenges you're facing and achieve the business results you want. With everything else you have going on, we want to take this off your plate by providing a turnkey, scalable solution that will give you a high return on investment. The next leadership training starts soon. Visit flmprogram.com to get the details. If you enjoyed our content, subscribe to our podcast and share it with your friends. And if you want to stay in touch and hear from us, join our community to receive valuable strategies and expert advice at executivebound.com. Join our movement to heal leadership around the world. See you soon.